0: What up guys? Welcome back to the Desk Bound Therapy Podcast. I'm your host David London and it is great to have you here. This show is all about empowering desk professionals how to live their healthiest life and move pain free. If you work a desk job and want to move pain free, look and feel better and improve your posture, reach out to me personally on Facebook or Instagram and send me a private message. So we can get the conversation started to see if you could be a good fit for one of my coaching programs All the links to my social platforms can be found in the show notes below so you can connect with me there Now let's dive right into this episode
1: I have come to the frightening conclusion that I am the decisive element. It is my personal approach that creates the climate. It is my daily mood that makes the weather. I, pos- I possess tremendous power to make life miserable or joyful. I can be a tool of torture or an instrument of inspiration. I can humiliate or humor, hurt or heal. In all situations, it is my response that decides where a crisis will be escalated or de-escalated and a person humanized or dehumanized. If we treat people as they are, we make them worse. If we treat people as they ought to be, we help them become what they're fully capable of becoming. Let's get it.
0: And with that, welcome back to episode 21 of the deathbound Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, David London, and in today's episode, we're talking with my buddy, Steve McCollum, aka TFT Fitness, aka Gains Gang, aka Gains Master Flex 3000. You know who it is. So we're going to talk about how to stay fit at home, especially during this quarantine and with a lot of gyms closed all across Canada in the United States. It's so important that you still stick to your fitness goals, stick to your new year's resolutions and make that commitment to yourself. Cause really don't wanna be just, you know, in the mindset of looking for excuses cause it's so easy to fall into that trap of, oh, I'm home. And then you're looking for excuses instead of looking for reasons to get to the gym. So Steve's gonna go ahead and introduce himself and we're gonna jump right into this.
1: What's going on guys. Yeah, I'm Steve McCollum, AKA tft fitness founder of the gains gang and i'm so excited to be here also a motivational speaker and a strength coach and i'm just happy to hop in on this podcast with my man david who's been dropping knowledge left right and center let's get it
0: yeah man so what have you been doing so far do you know stay fit while you're home i know you're doing your your home workouts but is this something that's new to you have you trained at home before
1: No, honestly, man, I've been like a full-time gym rat. So for me, this is like completely different, but I mean, gains are all the same, no matter what way you slice it. So, you know, I'm fortunate that I have some equipment at home and I know a lot of people don't. That's why I do lives with, uh, you know, limited equipment or to no equipment so that everybody can get gains and we can all get better together during this time.
0: I find it quite interesting because I started my fitness journey, you know how it is with the DX back in high school. I yeah. just slowly over the years just built a home gym, started with 12 pound dumbbell, and then mats, then you know pull up bar and medicine ball. And by the time I got to university, it was the first time I ever had access to a real gym because I never really was, one day I wasn't old enough to join a gym, I was like 16 and they wouldn't let me join Good Life. And then I just, just kept working at home and then finally in grade 12 in weight fit, I had my first access to a gym, but it was really a lot of time spent working at, at home and I notice a lot of it, you get into that, that mindset where you have to go to the gym because you just, it feels like you're getting a better workout. So there's a lot of, I feel like, mindset shifts around changing your environment up.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, the environment is definitely important. And if you have a secure environment like a gym or somewhere to go, I mean, obviously right now everything's shut down, but... You know, to put yourself in that environment around other people that are working hard and, you know, looking to get better, it's really motivating and it can really help push you to get to your goals. During this time, I think it's just important to make it priorities. It's just like regular, regular life. Even if you do have a, the ability to go to the gym, you know. If you have to get a workout in one day and maybe you don't have the whole hour and a half to get to the gym and get the whole thing going, if you just make a quick workout at home and do something, you know, be a little bit versatile, shift things around, you can still optimize your time and find a way to add value, just like we're doing now.
0: So, should people be, you know, using like just doing random workouts? Or would you suggest they follow a plan to kind of stay consistent? Especially being home, it can be hard to, you know, find that right time when you want to work out. Cause I know that for me, the first week of the quarantine, I was just kind of working out all day long because I was really bored. But now I'm starting to get into more of a routine where I'm, I'm trying to plan my workouts. And then in my head, I'm visualizing walking in there and just, you know, fist bumping my buddies, getting hyped, air fist bumping, you know, just getting yeah. ready.
1: I think, I think it's definitely, going back to your question, it's, it's definitely important to have a plan. And not everybody's the same, so not everybody should be training the same in my perspective. And, you know, out of all the things I've seen and learned in the gym, the most success I've seen out of athletes are, you know, ones that stick to a program that is consistent, that is phased in and out. You know, having deload weeks, allowing your body to recover, understanding, you know, the ways to get to where you want to go. So if your goal is to be a great athlete or to lift a lot of weight or whatever it may be, I think it's finding a good coach because we kind of have to admit to ourselves we don't know what we don't know. And if we want to reach the next level of greatness, we kind of have to find someone who's doing it to help us get there.
0: Yeah, coaching is so underrated, especially during this time at home, having that that accountability to stop you from you know going to the fridge every five minutes and focusing on your workouts and yeah. your mobility is super important I know Carlito had that post he's like yo why don't we start social distancing from our fridges yeah. <laughs> and I was like that's so true man we gotta really yeah, just add some discipline on
1: man that's so true and I think it really comes down to what you were saying before is the accountability factor that's the x factor man holding yourself accountable you know I mean, I, I, I'm i not hating on anybody that's going to get some snacks here and there. But if you're able to stick to your program and, you know, make sh- start understanding that food is fuel. So, you know, it's okay to enjoy yourself. But, you know, the majority of the time you should be fueling your body, not just filling it with whatever is in front of your face. You know what I mean?
0: I feel like that's some really big advice there. Like using it as fuel. I remember when I started working out all the bodybuilders were saying, you know, food is for function, not for taste. And while that might be the opposite end of the spectrum, like really kind of advanced and extreme there, it's true. We should be using it as fuel because we're fueling our workouts. A lot of times we'll just like, you know, it's okay to sleep use, you enjoy, but it's good to just always keep that in the back of your mind. Like, how am I fueling myself for this workout? How am I fueling my body to do this work from at home versus, you know, let's just eat some junk.
1: Right, and and it's so true. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I watched a CT Fletcher video. Do you know CT Fletcher? Oh yeah, yeah. So he's a beast bodybuilder, and he goes, you know, people always ask me like, CT, like that don't look like it tastes good. Why are you eating that? And he's like, you stupid mother. You know, <laughs> dropping bombs all. He's like, I'm not eat, I'm not eating it for it to taste good. I'm eating it because I gotta get these gains. Like you know, you know, prioritizing that. And and one thing I should say just on that is, you know eating good doesn't have to be boring. If you could find new recipes and ways to make make it interesting, then eating healthy and getting nutrient-dense foods, it doesn't have to be like chicken breast, rice, and broccoli all the time. You know, you could switch it up, enjoy the foods that you love, and still be on the right track towards your goals. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, hands down. Being home gives us this time to, you know, experiment in the kitchen. Maybe you just started your fitness journey. And what I find is most people just, it's not they don't know what eating healthy is they just don't have the tool set to cook so just put the reps in while you're at home have some fun just don't waste too much food because food's a little little low right now but you know have yeah, some fun
1: don't, don't be wasting it man. don't <laughs> waste those games don't waste the games man so
0: you know aside from having a plan what are some other things people can do to have very effective workers at home
1: I think right now it's super important to tap into the fitness community because everyone is just putting out amazing content left, right, and center. And I think that's where it can get confusing if you don't know exactly what you're doing, but it's also such a valuable tool to you know go on, check out these online coaches, see what they're doing, how they're doing it. I mean, it's really a great way to get introduced to people that can teach you things. And also, you know, everyone is just kind of coming together right now. So if you hop on, like I'm doing lives every day at three. So like, you know, if someone wanted to learn how to work out, they could easily just hop in there, shoot me a DM, anything like that. And it's the same thing for all these fitness instructors. And I'm sure for you, it's the same. If anyone is going to reach out, you know, if they're like, man, I'm on at, I'm at, I'm at my desk all day, I need I need some things that are going to help me get pain free. I know that you would help them out genuinely. And give them some real legit advice. So, you know, sometimes it's just about, you know, admitting to yourself what you don't know and then accepting the fact that there are other people that can help you. And then if you put your ego aside and reach out and ask people for help, you might be surprised at what you may find. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's actually really awesome because you can get a taste of all the different types of people in the industry and see maybe who would be the right coach for you without any sort of commitment. You you know, you can do Steve's class, you can do one of the the City Shred Lives, one of their trainers, you can do one of my online mobility classes. There's a lot of options, so really just like it's a lot of variety for being stuck at home and really keeping things nice and spicy.
1: Exactly, brother.
0: Yeah, so one thing I've been doing personally is I've been really just trying to, you know, Give myself workouts with a lot of volume, but just trying to go for time. So the other day, I did 100 push ups, 60 dips, 30 chin ups, you know, 100 squats, 40 burpees, and I did in 40 minutes. I was like, let's do this under an hour. So one thing I'm doing is just trying to minimize the rest, maximize my energy systems, really just trying to keep the intensity up because I know I do not have, you know, the same load I would have in a gym. So just working that intensity factor.
1: Yeah, definitely the intensity. I think, you know, finding ways to work around not having the weights that you might have in a gym or, you know, just whatever you have at home. So, you know, it's getting, you know, being original, grabbing a bag, filling up with canned foods, and then just thinking about those ways to get the intensity up. You know, time under tension, doing isometrics, like really focusing on the ways that you can add value without all the things that you're used to.
0: Man, I've seen your workouts. You're dripping in sweat like puddles
1: over there. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and, uh, you know, everyone's a little bit different. But for me, I love, like, just, you know, the feeling of finishing a good workout and just being like, man, like, yesterday I did two lives. And after the first one, I was dead. And I'm like, there's no way I could be one <laughs> at 3 p.m. But I'm like, I told the people I'm going to give them gains. So, you know, it, it, sometimes it's just a mental game. And your body is, you know, always, always, always so much more capable than you think. And there's something we used to say in football is there's always – you you always have more left in the tank, you know? So I try to apply that to to my fitness goals as well.
0: Yeah, you got to kick the reserves into high gear, especially when you're very close, you know, whether it's towards your strength goal or losing those last five pounds. You got to dig deep into those reserves.
1: Exactly, brother, exactly.
0: That's why I really like supersets because they really – push me when I'm really kind of tired I remember my workout yesterday I was halfway in the 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 massive pyramid workout I was like there's no way I could finish yeah and I finished and I felt amazing I was like oh my god wow like that's some next level stuff right there
1: man I, supersets are so dope and I love that, that that's how my the basis of my workouts the skeleton I should say for majority of my workouts especially when I am in the gym it's just blocks of supersets you know that way you're You know, you're complementing other exercises with other exercises, doing compound movements, you know, whatever the case may be, but it's just a great way to be efficient, I think, in the gym because you optimize your time.
0: Yeah, and especially at home, like, you can do them with little equipment. You can just do burpees, push-ups, and and a lot of core stuff. Yeah. I find it's fun because I don't know about you, but when I started going to the gym, I started focusing on, you know, less how I looked, more on just how much I was lifting over – I wouldn't say overform, but I, I cared. Like my ego was like, oh, let's let's be strong. Let's power lift. Let's get that two plate bench and deadlift. Yeah. And then you, you just have this drawing. You're like, you don't feel like you're working hard unless you're pushing towards those maxes. And it took me a while to get out of that mindset because I started to realize like it's so much better to just learn how to move well and have good movement patterns after, you know, experiencing some injuries. You're trying to pushing those weights so heavy.
1: Right. I think I think that's a huge key, man, that people can take away is that you really have to prioritize the way you're moving and optimal function. And, you know, really being aware of where your body is in space, you know, proprioception and just, you know, dialing it down because you don't need to absolutely hit a one rep max every workout for it to be a good workout. And that's what a lot of people I feel like need to learn. And, and sometimes they learn the hard way through injury is that, you know, you can lift as much weight as you want, but if you're not lifting it the right way, you're either going to bring yourself onto injury or you're just really doing yourself a disservice because you're strengthening a weak movement pattern, right? So you really want to, you know, challenge yourself to slow it down, drop the weight, gradually build up, progressively overload and find the right balance for you in order to get to where you want to go
0: yeah and especially if you're you're sitting all day you definitely don't want to be reinforcing that slouch posture you know squatting slouch or benching slouch you really want to make sure that you have good movement patterns that are going to carry over into your everyday life because it's not just you know the one hour in the gym but we have 23 other hours in the day depending on how much you sleep
1: <laughs> man it's true and like you said, bro, like those little cues could change the whole dynamic of a simple exercise. Like I'm thinking about like even a dumbbell bench press, like for years and years and years, I was just doing it, just doing it, just doing it. And then I'm realizing like, Hey, if I want to optimize this movement, keep my shoulders healthy, I need to bring that elbow in. I need to set the scaps. I need to keep my shoulder blade tucked back and down. I need to keep my core nice and tight and engaged. And if you don't have someone to tell you that kind of stuff, it wouldn't be anything that you ever think and you just continue to do this like no problem, but you, you you're not optimizing your workouts.
0: Yeah, I find too, as a trainer, it's really hard to go to the gym to see people with bad form. I, I cringe all the time and just like, ugh. But I, then I then I realized like it, it takes a while to get that body awareness. It took me a while like years of doing yoga and years of weightlifting to feel comfortable feeling my body in space. And I find at least I have a hypothesis. It's due to you, like a few factors. One is people just rush into the weights and they don't master their body weight. And two, people just don't do mobility, man. They they just don't. They don't value it. Like, I'll get comments on my post, be like, even with a the quarantine, there's no way you're going to make me stretch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. <laughs> man, It's I, I love that you said that because it really brings me back to my youth because when I was playing football, I mean it was all about being stronger, bigger, stronger, fast, like kind of deal. And I wasn't focused as much as I should have been on my movement patterns. So for me, it was all about how much can I bench? How much can I curl? But at the end of the day, if you can't get to the play, how can you make a play? So, you know, it all comes down to that factor of just, you need to be moving efficiently and you need to find ways to allow yourself to understand your own body. So If it takes a coach to be cueing you and watching you to help you learn, then maybe that's the case. Or maybe you need to film yourself because sometimes we're so caught up within everything else behind the scenes that we're not, you know, focusing on that one important factor because mobility is huge, man. If I could go back and do everything all over again, I would definitely prioritize more on like self-myofascial release, like foam rolling, lacrosse ball, stuff like that, and doing more mobility so that I could, could have been better in the weight room but I just you know I I, I was always just so focused on you know throwing up two plates as many times as I could
0: yeah man same for me like when I started with calisthenics maybe like seven years ago like I would just do handstands every day I didn't know much about stretching I did yoga but I didn't really know what specific mobility was always kind of training when I saw and I I, I feel like you know if I had the tools and the skill set I had now I could have you know made the Olympics for all I know like I could do a handstand the first time I like really easily. And I'm just like, wow. And then I learned the muscle up really easily. And I did the front lever and all of a sudden I got injured and I was just like, what's, what's wrong with my body? Yeah. I I just wish I, I did the foam rolling and the mobility and the recovery work for me. It was all just, you know, a party trick.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like, you get so caught up in, in the end result that you're not focusing on what I can do right now to help me, optimize the way that I get to the end result and I think that's what it really is man
0: yeah there's some now now that it's I've gone through that experience I'm sure you have as a strength coach as well but my philosophy with clients is like you're gonna master the movement patterns you know I don't care how long it takes but we're we're just gonna master that body control with the squat the hip hinge getting your sh- scapula moving because especially if you're sitting all day those muscles in the back aren't aren't very strong so we're just gonna focus on those foundational movements, just like, you know, growing up, we, we go through school, we learn the foundations and same with sports. We learn the plays before we play. So, you know, mastering those movements patterns is just something that's going to be ingrained in my philosophy forever, whether you're training at home or the gym, just because I know the power it has, you know, help you live pain-free.
1: Of course, pain-free and not only that, but it's going to make you stronger, right? And, and when people you're definitely going to get a lot further. Maybe you could lift more weight now because you've been going heavy and not focusing on technique. But down the line, you know, one, two, three years down the line, which in fitness, you really need to fall in love with the process because if you don't, you're not going to get Where you want to go, you really have to love it, you really have to fall in love with the process, you have to understand that things don't happen overnight. And once you can admit that to yourself, I tell people it's like a video game like, right when you start, it's like level one, level two is easy. Okay, I might start seeing some results like real quick, but as I get to level six, seven, eight, and I start to face those harder bosses, what do I have in my archive that is going to help me defeat them? And if you're not doing the little things like mobility, focusing on the small, you know, movement patterns of your body. And understanding your body, because everyone's built a little bit different. Maybe I got a shoulder that's kind of like this, and I need to work on getting, you know, whatever it may be, you know, you have to find ways to to help yourself, help you.
0: And I think it's really cool how the fitness community is advancing ever since I started working out in 2011 or 12. It's cool to see how foam rolling was just coming in then yoga was very popular and it's cool to see how things are changing and all the coaches are, are adapting i find it, it's fascinating as someone who started industry and who's in the industry now it's super cool to see how things are progressing
1: oh that's the crazy thing about fitness is it's constantly changing like i remember like when we we're were full- when I was first coming, I was like, "Okay, hey, roll your IT band like crazy." Now it's like, "Yo, don't, don't, don't roll the IT band." <laughs> and it's like, there's always different things. Or it's like, don't push your knees past your toes when you squat. And then it's just like, well, they kind of have to. If you have the right ankle mobility, your knees should be going past your toes if you're if you're going below parallel. So it's like, you know, I think it's really important not to fall in love with rules because everyone's a little bit different. And I mean, there are some you know standard you know cues that are really going to help people. But, I mean, it's like you said, like, you know, you really have to just come back to what works for you.
0: Yeah, and the same thing goes for mobility. Like, I remember I would used to, you know, warm up for 20, 30 minutes before a workout because, you know, I just – I tried to – kill it kill it all. Whereas now that I I've, I've been doing, you know, mobility and flexibility and stretching, all that kind of stuff for a few years now, I know exactly what my body needs. So that's gonna me consist of, you know, focusing primarily on my shoulders and my wrists and my upper back. Whereas, you know, someone else who has very tight hips, you might prioritize that. I find like Yeah. Sometimes I fall into the trap of just doing mobility for the things I'm good on and kind of neglecting my weak points like my ankles. So you know, there'll be weeks where I, I work on my ankles and they and I, and I, it feels really good, and I just like fall back into focusing on my strengths. But really, in fitness, like I'm trying to really just stay consistent with my habits and focusing on on my weak points.
1: I really like that you said that because I I think that it does come down to if you want to be the best version of yourself. You know, you could work on what you, everyone wants to work on what they're good at. That's what's easy. But if you want to step outside your comfort zone and work on the things you're not good at. You start putting those pieces of the puzzle together, turn your weaknesses into strength. And that's how you become an amazing athlete, an amazing lifter, an amazing anything is working on those weaknesses. And for me, when I was an athlete, I was like, "Okay, what am I bad at? I need to work on this. And that was, you know, there was a little Wayne lyric. It went, I'm already good. I'm working on my left. And I love that. You know, it's just working on those weaknesses and finding ways to improve, to become better.
0: I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Take a second. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you want to see next. Let me know who you want me to interview. We really appreciate your feedback. It's going to help us grow the Death Bound Therapy Podcast and promote the Death Bound Therapy lifestyle. Dropping some motivational speech right there, my boy. Let's go. Let's get it. It's so true. It's so true. Like, And it's something that it's hard to remember if I wasn't tracking my habits using my the continual growth habit tracker like I would always forget like it'd be like a month and I'd be like shoot I haven't done any dorsiflexion work on my ankles I've been just (laughs) I've been just stretching my hip flexors every day so like tracking my habits has been so key for me and just and it just helps me when I count up that weekly tally I'm like oh I didn't do ankle mobility let's try to stay on top of that David
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, shout outs to continual growth because I think that's what it's all about is just, you know, striving each and every day, small, consistent actions amounting to great things in the end. And, you know, it's easy to fall off track. It's easy to get caught aside. But when you, when you put it to the pen, when you write it down, when you hold, that's when the accountability happens. And when you start holding yourself accountable, that's where the magic happens, man.
0: I find especially like even me as like a coach or even in the shoes of one of my clients like there's actually so much to balance you're working a desk job you got a meal prep you got to cook for your family you got to commute you got to go to the gym you got to you know you got to do self-care you got to work at end mobility like if you're not tracking these things it's very hard to
1: one yeah.
0: enjoy the journey and not be stressed all the time and two to really stay consistent at all like there's some people who have great metabolisms and they don't need to track their calories and their macros. And there's some people who are excellent at listening to their body and eating intuitively. And there's people who are, who just plain have trouble with that.
1: Yeah, no, it's so true. And, and people really, I feel like you really need to be aware of yourself. And it's like you said, when you're taking all that time to, you know, you, you, you're packing the lunch, you're doing all the, you feel like you're doing all the right things. I remember I used to have clients that would say, Steve, I'm doing all the right things doing everything you told me, how come I'm not getting the results? I'm like, are you not you're doing all the right things? Are you are you working out four days a week? Oh well this week I only got two. Okay. <laughs> uh you know I told you that you know you need to start eating more nutrients dense foods. How's that been going? Oh no I, I've been so busy at work I had to eat out four times this week. Okay. Well I told you, you need to drink a lot more water and stop drinking uh juice and pop as much. How's that going? Well, you know, I need to have my pop a day. And it's just like, who are you lying to? Are you lying to me or are you lying to you? Because I just asked you, you said you're doing all the things, but you're not doing all the things. And that that's where the program comes in. That's where the coach comes in. That's where the accountability comes in. Because now... You know, before you might get to the gym. If you don't have a program, it's like, okay, what am I going to do today? All right, maybe I'll do some curls. Maybe I'll, all right, okay, I'll put this together. If you have a program, it's like, there's no questioning, there's no time wasted. I got to do my my mobility. I'm going over to do my superset. You know, and that's 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 where the true progress is made when you have a plan. Plan, man. You got to have a plan.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And just like you told me the other day, like if you don't have a plan when the opportunity arises that it's too late to prepare. And that quote has just stuck with me ever since you bro, said that.
1: Yes, man. When the opportunity presents itself, it's too late to prepare. You gotta get yourself right before the opportunity comes. There's yeah. no way around it.
0: It's so powerful. It's, it's like very resonating with me right now.
1: Having have yeah, a little
0: Gaines gang moment right here. Gaines,
1: I love it, bro. I love it, I it's love true. it. It's true,
0: it's just like if you didn't meal prep then you didn't prepare then you're already you're already allowing yourself that excuse to fail but if you just you know again you don't let that drag you down you take it to the next the next habit but it's so true it's like you know you're at a powerlifting meet you didn't focus on your mobility you got a little shoulder pain it's a little too late now
1: yeah it's, it's so, too late it's, it's too late man and, <laughs> and and you know what and at the end of the day when it all boils down to it who who is responsible? you're responsible for your own journey. So, you know, I find it, it's so easy. And, in uh, myself, when I was younger, I, I was come to this. So I say this from experience is when things didn't go my way, I was initially looking for a, a finger to point would really, I just needed to look into the mirror because if I, for every finger that I was pointing, there was probably five or six fingers pointed back at me, like, well, how are you going to blame me when you didn't do this? Or, you know, you got injured, but were you doing all the things that you could have been to not do that? So, it's, you know what I mean? Instead of making excuses, now I find in my life, I really, really highly hold myself accountable and I try to look at myself and say, what could I have done better? How can I learn from this experience? What do I need to do? And when you look at, uh, you know, barriers or problems and that kind of, or failures and with that mindset. It's going to help you progress. If you look at it with the mindset, like it's all this other person's fault or not my fault or this thing's fault or that thing's fault, you don't get better that way. And I think it's just, you know, being mature enough to to come to that conclusion.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And it's also good to, you know, before you point fingers and you have this positive self-talk to, again, just focus on the wins you've had, to set the tone and, you know, positive light before you go beating yourself up. Because again, even if you had that, that kind of pop every day, what did you do right? At least you got you know you got two workouts in. Let's go to three. Then let's get you back to four. But it's not like, oh, you know, I only did two. I'm not going to see any results. You know, you're still going. You're still working out, and that, that's the the that's that's a win right there. But what really resonates with me is you know when I took my Good Life Personal Training Institute like to get certified as a as a trainer. One thing they taught me is you know when that client first starts with you, the first you know first phase, first four to six months, whatever the goal for the client is to just show
1: up It's really that's it just show up showing up is huge and i tell my clients that all the time because that's the first step and you know there's a quote goes that start with you start with what you can and do what's possible and soon you'll be doing the impossible so you know huge big goals it all comes down to the little things to get there and the first step of any goal like we talked about last time is getting started and getting started means showing up
0: it's so true so true and especially like again as i was saying earlier like such a barrier for being home is you know you're working maybe you know maybe you have flexible working hours and you're like hmm when should i work out and if it's different every day it's hard to get into that habit whereas for me is i'm just i'm giving myself that time four o'clock i'm working out i don't i don't. I'm turning everything else off. I'm treating it as as the gym. It's the gym. I'm there and I'm showing up. And I find if I'm not in that mindset, I can't, you know, get my
1: gains. You can't get the gains if you don't have that plan, right? And for you, scheduling that time in allows you to hold yourself accountable and get it done. And, you know, I can relate to that heavily, bro. If I don't set the time for my workout and I don't have that plan, then... More often than not, I'm probably gonna miss it. You know what I mean? It's really just taking the time to invest into yourself and say, "Hey, this is the time. Let's get it."
0: You really have to treat it as an appointment with yourself and show up with the same respect it would be for you know a work meeting. Like put that in your Google calendar, invite yourself, make it busy,
1: and just just jam. Just jam, brother. And you know that that's such a good point because when you really take the time you know, treat yourself the way you would treat others and vice versa. And, you know, you're on your way to holding yourself accountable and you're on your way to doing some great things.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, when you when you do your motivational speaking in your mindset stuff, are there some key points that, you know, someone in the fitness industry needs to have in their mindset? Is it more of, you know, accepting some thoughts versus, you know, reframing how people think when it comes to, you know, trading at home, getting fit, et cetera?
1: Yeah, for sure. With the motivational speaking, it's, you know, you kind of have to adjust according to your audience. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to speak to a high school class, it's going to be different than if I'm going to speak to a football team that's playing in college. So, you know, it's just finding the message and then, you know, genuinely trying to hit on the points of the things that you feel that they can add value to themselves from. And in terms of the gym, it's like to get that motivation. I feel like the best way to give motivation is to live and breathe it and lead by example. Like leading by example is one of the most efficient ways to do anything. You can be a great leader without even saying anything. You know what I mean? It's the way you treat people. It's the way you hold yourself. It's the way you go about your days. And when people can look to someone who's doing it, and then see what they do and it's like okay well maybe that's what i need to do to work towards my goals and i think that's a great source of motivation is just you know leading by example so that's what i try to do myself is just lead by example don't do the things that i say you know but i gotta do it myself
0: it's true we gotta hold ourselves accountable to that to to that highest level because we know as we're saying accountability is so important you really just gotta not just me or not just anyone else you just Gotta hold yourself to that, and it comes to down to using all these strategies we've talked about. Just making sure you're you're collecting the data, you're reflecting, looking at what you've done well, and then seeing where you can you know dial in the focus. That's why I like changing a habit. You know, focus on a habit instead of like obviously you want to have great workouts, but for me it's like all right, let's try to get better at this one thing, or let's try to you know improve this area of my fitness, whether it be like I said the ankles, or let's work on my pulling strength because I'm a much stronger pusher.
1: Yeah. And, and because everything at the end of the day all comes together. So if you're going to work, work, sorry, a hiccup there, if you're going to work on your push strength and you know, you're good at that, then, you know, getting into the pull stuff because you know that in return, it's going to make you a better pusher anyway. So like it's crazy how the body is interconnected. And I'm sure that you can attest to that, you know, especially in terms of pain. A lot of the time we focus, okay, I have pain in my elbow, but that, You know, the sight of the pain may not be the source of the pain. It may not be the reason that you're having the pain. Maybe I need to look at the joint above or below to really see what's going on because everything's so interconnected. And that's what's beautiful about the body. And you know, and I and I think it's so dope how you use those principles to help people get better every single day.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the strategies I use for when I help people improve their postures. I'm like, okay, great. So you have neck pain. Let's see how your upper back moves. And, and let's, let's go from there. Let's not focus and fixate on the source of the pain. But, obviously but, we care about it, but obviously it's hurting you, but let's just see how everything else is moving before we give you something that might not be right for your body.
1: They're like, but David, it's my neck, man. Are you sure?
0: <laughs> I know, it's so true, and I mean, I've had neck pain, I've, I've learned myself, but it's it, it, it just like the wheels on a car. If one segment doesn't move well, the rest of it ain't gonna keep chucking keep away without any wear and tear.
1: Oh, that's so true. And at the same time, if you got one flat tire, you don't go around slashing all the other four. You got to focus and prioritize what's wrong with the one tire. You know what I mean? So just because you have one setback doesn't mean you can't get back to full strength. You just have to take the time to, like we talked about, hold yourself accountable, prioritize, you know, learning from others, getting with someone that can help you. And then at the end of the day, like you said before, just showing up, man, putting in the work, showing up and, and adding value
0: and i feel like it's also interconnected whether you're finding the source of your pain or your your muscle imbalances or even just some you know mental health and mindset stuff you're going through you're like just like you're saying like you're beating yourself up for you know not seeing results instead of looking at okay i didn't eat well let's let's back up and see what could be contributing to that causing you to feel like you're not seeing progress you know really looking at the body as a whole whether in fitness mindset nutrition sleep all of that i find it can't be just looking at at it from one perspective, but when we kind of bring everything together is when we can start making those lifestyle shifts.
1: Man, it's so true. It all comes together. And there's so many different, you know, pillars that you need to hold accountable to get to the, you know, the top of the, your, your goal or where you want to get to. So, you know, it's like you said, in fitness, if you're not seeing the results, there's so many different pillars you need to check in on. And that that's the way I like to approach it. Okay. I have a goal. I want to get to this goal for fitness. Am I doing, am I eating right? Am I feel, fueling my body to be successful? Am I doing the little things? Am I going in? Am I doing my mobility? Am I, am I listening? Am I learning? You know, am, am I falling in love with the process? Am I showing up? Am I doing it day in and day out? Am I being consistent? And, you know, there's just so many different things that you just have to take a step back, reflect and say, hey, how can I be better? And, 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 and that will help you get to where you want to go. I really agree with that hundred percent.
0: The pillars of the gains gang, let's go. The
1: pillars of the gains, baby. They're all going to lead to the right place. There's a lot of different ways to get to where you want to go. You just have to find what works for you. You know what I mean?
0: Cause you know, there's also, it's quite interesting because I remember I was really into the powerlifting and my bench just stalled. And it wasn't until I started, you know, doing more barbell rows, doing more seated cable rows, getting stronger with my weighted chin-ups. Then my bench went up like fifty pounds in just like two months. I just wow. did, I benched less. I did, I got my weight to pull up up to you know ninety pounds. Yeah, five reps. And my bench just my lats were so strong. I was just floating that bar up right in front of me. I was like repping out one eighty five. It was
1: no the way. best
0: feeling ever.
1: Yeah, man, it's such a good feeling when the fruits of your labor pay off. Like it's it, there's nothing better than that. And that's why I continuously say and I'll say it again is you really have to be in love with the process and finding different ways to get to that goal.
0: One thing too, recently I've been kind of reading about and trying to get more into is surrendering into and just trusting the process, whether that be if you have a coach, don't second guess every move they make. If you have a workout, you know, don't be changing things up because they're designed for you. So really just surrender to the process and that's why you can fully immerse yourself in the moment and you can enjoy your workouts and you can really just,
1: Get rid of that mental stress. Surrender to the process. That is absolute fire. Like I it's so true because it's in it to have ego. It's in it to want to do things the way you think they should be done. Mm-hmm. But how can you get to somewhere that you've never been before? Maybe it might be better to listen to someone that has the roadmap, someone who has been there, like your coach. You know what I mean? So it it, it all comes back to that is just you know, putting your ego aside. And I really truly feel that you need to constantly be learning because if you're not learning, you're only going backwards. When you're constantly learning, when you accept that, okay, I don't know everything. I need to constantly be learning. That's when you're truly going to find a different version of yourself that is just open to other people's perspectives. Even if you don't agree with it, try to understand why they think that way. You know what I mean? An Olympic lifter is going to have a different perspective than a a power lifter, but that doesn't mean that they're both not great athletes and they can both do amazing things and they both could get you to where you want to go It's just prioritizing what you want to do and how you want to get there
0: yeah that's some ex- extremely powerful mindset stuff recently, like the last you know year or two in my fitness, my mindset's completely taken over, and i'm just it's made it so much more enjoyable for me it's not just going to the gym now, but it's like really just like changing the way I think about things. And what you said reminds me of that quote, I don't know what 100%, but something about if you want to go far, if you want to go somewhere, go alone. But if you want to go far and reach your goals, go together and get that, you know, that reminds me like it's important to have that guidance to get to where you've never been because you can't really get there
1: alone. Man, it's so true. They say all the great people stand on the shoulder of the Giants. Who are the Giants? So for any NFL athlete, Was he just the most amazing athlete of all time? Maybe he was a great athlete, but I guarantee you, if you look at his strength coach, if you look at his football coaches, if you look at his mom or dad, if you look at the people that are around him in his life that helped him get there, you're going to find some strong, knowledgeable people. You know what I mean? So anyone who's doing amazing things, look around them. They got a support system. They're doing it together. You know, one person may be doing the ultimate thing that is getting all the glory, but there are so many different people that are involved in that person's process in that person's journey that have helped them or her get to where they want to go. And I really feel like, man, that's dope that you said that because, you know, it's a, I feel like a lot of people feel like, hey, it's me, me, me. I need to do this. I need to do this. When you really start to, you know, embrace others, show respect for others and just appreciate others and all that they can do to you, you can learn from any person. I could go up to a hobo in the street and learn from that person. It doesn't decrease their value just because of the position that they are in life. It doesn't mean that they don't know things, you know what I mean? So when you come back to that mindset that we we're talking about and strengthening it and just, you know, falling in love with the process, how can you do that? It's switching up your mentality, your mentality. It's like the quote I said, you literally dictate your own happiness. You dictate whether you're going to have a good workout or a bad workout. And it all starts before you even get to the gym. So that's, that's huge, man. Major key, major key
0: major key alert, major key alert,
1: secure the gains alert, secure Secure the gains, gains. secure the gains,
0: bless up, bless up, bless (laughs)
1: up.
0: So yeah, that's, that was, that's really powerful stuff, man. It's super, super interesting. It's so true. Like I have had a lot of coaches myself and I find like, you know, I don't want, I I don't want to one, let myself down, but letting someone else down, that ain't cool. That ain't going to fly. So a lot of the coaches are, are people in the industry. I've highly respected right now. You know, I'm working with my boy, Carlito Calisthenics,
1: Shout out to Carlito. a.k.a.
0: the hardest trainer in the freaking game. His warm-ups are workouts. His <laughs> workouts are marathons, but it's so much fun.
1: We it's talked so about fun. this last time, man. The first time I ever worked out with Carlito, I'm like, okay, what's up with this guy? We're going to get these gains. Like, he looks, he's a beast, and all right, let's get it. And then, you know, he's like, all right, we're going to warm up. We're going to do 100 push-ups and uh, 10 muscle-ups, and I'm just like, warm up that's warm up (laughs) i'm like (laughs) and you know it it, such an amazing guy such an amazing vibe and an amazing trainer and you know i can't speak highly enough of him but it just goes back to saying you you know finding someone that can help you get to where you want to go and i mean that guy's got the map for you for sure
0: yeah man So for those of you out there, you know, Steve's got these online classes on Instagram for the foreseeable future. So make sure you you definitely check those out. We're going to drop 3 p.m. Eastern every single day. We're going to drop a collab one together, but we're going to finish off this episode with my favorite part, the rapid fire questions dropping some heat on the Gaines gang. Let's go DBT tribe. So Steve, my man, how do you find a work-life balance without losing your sanity and feeling guilty?
1: work-life balance without losing my sanity and feeling guilty i mean i just really find that it's definitely a tough that's a tough question but i find that for me it's just you know stopping everything and coming back to that mentality am i am i investing enough into my family am i investing enough into my girlfriend am i investing enough into my work am i investing enough into my athletes if i'm lacking in one area then I'll. Then I know I, that I need to focus on another area. So for me, it's all about just taking a step back and uh, and addressing the things with the respect that they deserve.
0: Absolutely, it's all it's all putting the pieces of your story together. Mm-hmm. So who is your greatest inspiration, and tell us a little bit why?
1: My greatest inspiration, this one for sure. I was. I know I was telling you, and it peels back all the way to my childhood. But definitely my mom. Like for everything I've ever done. And, you know, as for her, I grew up in a a household with five other siblings, single parent household. She's been my rock since day one. So, you know, I have a, a lot of different sources of motivation for sure. But when I think of the main one, it's definitely got to come back to her and my family for sure.
0: That's beautiful, that's beautiful. So what is your modern routine to get the game started?
1: My modern routine to get the game started, every single morning I wake up, I have my hot lemon water, I read my daily reader and I just can t- connect with myself intuitively. And I figure out what are my goals for the day. I have my checklist, make sure I could get right. So again, it's having a plan. And if you're not prepared, you're going to miss the boat. So, you know, prepare yourself for those opportunities that are coming. Let's get it. If it arises,
0: it's already too late, fam.
1: It's too late, it's too late fam.
0: So what is something that's professionals should do every day that you recommend?
1: Uh, for desk-bound professionals, yeah. every single day, I think it just comes back to moving. We always talk about how movement is medicine. So no matter what, get moving, do some, you know, work on that internal, external rotation, you know, hop off your desk, find a way to get moving each and every single day, even if it's for five, 10 minutes.
0: That's all you need. You just got to do something and stack up those gains points over time.
1: Stack 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: So what is that one food you'd rate 10 out of 10?
1: Bro, I remember we talked about this one, bro. And I got to come back to that, you know, the veal parmesan, the chicken parmesan. How could could you not? How could you not? It's so good, man. It's so good.
0: That's some straight up gains right there. (laughs) Balkan season.
1: Balkan, yeah. Check the macros. Check the macros before you dive into those.
0: So um, do you like to work out with or without music?
1: Oh, that's a great question. You know, I find for me, I'm really a music guy. But when I got into Olympic lifting, I realized that there's some points where, you know, you need to have distractions and then work around it. So a lot of the time the music will be on, but I'm not even quite listening to it. You know what I mean? Because I'm so in tune with what's going on, but definitely music on kind of guy.
0: Yeah, for me, like I'll be playing a song and I'll never finish a song at the gym. I'll always pause it during my sets and put it back on for like five seconds while I cool down and just like, I, I like to I like to really dial in when I'm going pretty intense.
1: Oh, 100%, brother, 100%.
0: So what is something most people don't know about
1: you? Something that most people don't know about me? Whew, that's a tough question. I'm trying to think about things that I like on the low-low. Um I guess one thing that po- most people don't know about me is my faith. I feel like uh, really and truly um, everything I do is, you know, because of God and all the gifts that he has given me. So I, I'll say that a lot of people don't know about my faith and I'm not a person that's going to try to shove it down your throat. I really, I really truly believe that everyone's going to believe what they need to believe or, you know, if you want to learn something or, or believe in something, it, it needs to be on your own terms. So. I don't try to shove it down people's throat, but I definitely say my faith is, you know, I, I'm not sure a lot of people know that about me.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. So one final question, the major key question. Major if you had the key. world's attention for one minute, what would you say and why?
1: Uh, you're going to start the clock? <laughs> the clock <laughs> no, let's
0: go. Yeah. get it.
1: Man. Oh, man. If I had the world's attention, I would say, stop. Assess your situation. Where are you at in your life? And where do you want to be? If you, if you are not where you want to be, which you know a lot of us aren't, it's time to address the essentials. You know, what drives you? What fuels you? What gives you fulfillment out of life? Really take that into consideration. Who is important to you? Who do you want to be spending your time with? Are you spending your time in those areas and the things that you really want to do? Are you just saying things or are you doing things day in and day out to get you to where you want to go? Because at the end of the day, a dream it's just a wish if you're not turning it into goals and the small steps and to get there. So it's just a wish goals are just a wish. If you're not putting in the small consistent actions to get there. So take a step back, be real with yourself and, and you know, hold yourself accountable because we're all capable of more than we think. Life is an amazing and it is, it's short, you know, not everyone is promised tomorrow. So find ways to take advantage of today.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so true. And it's just like one of my favorite quotes. I don't believe in luck. I believe in hard work. And Pig had a discipline.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, this, uh, man, this, let me see this. Let me see this. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Ooh, let's go. Come on now.
0: So when the opportunity arises and you prepared, that's when you can credit luck. But if you didn't prepare, it's too late, fam.
1: Too late. It's too late. It all comes down to that, bro. It's
0: too late to apologize. <laughs> oh, I love oh, that man. quote. I love that quote. Thanks it's so much so for good. coming on, man. Just let the DBT trap know where they can connect with you.
1: Bro, I appreciate you so much. And before I, I I tell them that, I just want to say thank you so much for everything you're doing, the amount of value that you're adding. And, and you know, it it really, truly is special to see how much work you put into helping others. And, and I'm so blessed, and, and I really, really appreciate you having me on here. That being said, uh, you know, David, you the man, dog, and we gotta get yeah. Once gotta, this
0: quarantine's uh, over, we gotta hit up a workout.
1: Heck, heck yeah, bro! And uh, you know, if, if people want to find me at TFT underscore Fitness on Instagram, at GainsGang Gang underscore is the is my clothing line and my business line, and then my website where it has all my Motivation Mondays. Which shout out to Motivation Monday, we just hit 158 uh, last week. And it's going to be uh, www.tftgainsgang.com.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll have to have you back on the next season.
1: Bro, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, man.
0: As always, when you can't get to the play, you can't make the play.
1: Nope. It's already over. over. (laughs) It's already over. It's too late. You can't get there, man. Let's go. I'm not afraid to